Howdy yokes and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're finally getting the answer to the age-old question. Tyler, what did you think of Game of Thrones this week? Because today we're bringing you... Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 3, The Long Night. Yokes, before we get started, I just want to remind you real quick that this episode is brought to you by Carlin Brothers Coffee. Now, this episode of Game of Thrones is called The Long Night, and if you need to get through a long night, there's nothing better to do that with Carlin Brothers Coffee. It's literally the best coffee I've ever had in my entire life. I'm not just saying that because I say that every week. I'm saying it because it's true. I love this coffee so much, and it definitely works. The coffee works. It'll get you through any long night that you choose, especially if you're being chased by zombies or murdered by White Walkers. This coffee will keep you awake, I promise, especially the cold brew. That stuff will have you running through walls. Anyway, you're probably asking me right now, how do I get some? It's pretty simple, pretty easy to do. All you got to do is go to carlinbrotherscoffee.com slash discount slash bacon and use promo code bacon at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Now that's coffee, that's cold brew, that's mugs, that's t-shirts, that's tea, that's everything else they sell there. Now I, I will warn you that the t-shirts don't keep you awake. There's there's no caffeine in the t-shirts or the mugs. If you want caffeine, you have to get the coffee. Anyway, go to carlinbrotherscoffee.com slash discount slash bacon and use code bacon at checkout. And if you've already done that, you can use code eggs at checkout as well to get the same 10% off. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you even more for listening. On with the episode. Now, this episode was released April 28th, 2019, just two days ago on a $15 million budget. Uh, we have no idea of knowing how many dollars it makes because it is a TV show, but it did get a 96 critic review on Rotten Tomatoes. Nope, no, it did not. That is not correct. It got a 75. Oh, 75 critic review on Rotten Tomatoes. My mistake. And uh, as far as we're aware, no Metacritic score. There was not a Metacritic score. They do not score individual episodes, only seasons. Gotcha. Now, I, I will tell you that uh, this is the second worst rated episode of Game of Thrones ever. I, I've i watched a few episodes. Okay, so, Ethan, yeah. ask me the question again. Ask me the question. Tyler, what did you think of Game of Thrones this week? I actually did watch Game of Thrones this week, but what I really want to talk about is the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Actually, I didn't even watch it, but I know you did. <laughs> I haven't watched it either. Um... Most popular on TV. Let's see. Do you have a negative review of this episode? I mean, it's the worst scoring episode in a long time, I think. I don't yeah, know. it's the second worst ever. It's the worst in season five. And um, there's very, very good reasons why that episode was poorly rated. You think so? What? Th oh, this one? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, yeah, I do. But like, no, that one was bad. There was one really bad one. Uh, they uh, in they introduced like the sexual abuse of a character that didn't happen in the books and just like put it in there for fun for no reason. Very weird. And so very people were like, weird. that is a, th a weird thing to do. Also, it involved seven grown women just like hissing at each other at one point. I mean, I think when you work on the Game of Thrones set, there's like a certain point where you're like, I don't, I'm not going to question it. Yeah, they lost the plot on that one for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um. You know, like do you have a most, negative review? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I have a negative review from Matthew Gilbert of the Boston Globe, who says, I do love Game of Thrones, but in the middle of the long night, my love was tested. The effort to pep pepper the battle with human set pieces lost out to shadowy bluster. I think I understand where that man is coming from. I definitely do. Uh... <laughs> I have a positive review. I've got a few of them. Um, this one comes from Spencer Kornhaber from The Atlantic. This is a positive review, but it's a lot of these positive reviews are begrudgingly positive. Uh, this one says, I'm satisfied, but my eyes need a rest. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. I just want to go back and like... 
Okay. Take this whole episode and put it in Adobe Premiere and just like turn it up a little bit. I think you you lose the point. As somebody who doesn't watch Game of Thrones, I actually appreciate that it was done at nighttime. Listen, here it is. Longer than Helm's Deep on like a quarter, not even like a tenth of the budget I imagine the Lord of the Rings series had. I imagine around 150 mil. What do you think? Lord of the Rings? I have no idea. Yeah. I, we, as far I And as far as how much of that was specifically spent on Helm's Deep, again, I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. Two Towers... Budget. But I say 150. That seems like a lot uh, for that time period. 94. 94. Okay. So you, you've got about six times the budget for Helm's Deep and, and the well, rest and of it's, two it's towers. almost 20 years later. Right. Um, the decision to go with nighttime like makes obvious sense to me. Not only is it like cheaper, it is also like you can get away with a lot more. The CGI doesn't have to be as nice. Uh, well, and it also just completely makes canonical sense. It makes canonical sense. It also makes sense to me because, and, and I know, here's the thing, I haven't lived under a rock. I've read your Game of Thrones articles that people have been posting for the last eight years. I know most of the characters by name. Oh, we haven't even talked about that, I guess. We should we should properly introduce the fact that like, this is the first episode you've properly watched. I have seen, no, I've seen probably the first three episodes. I've never seen Ned Stark's death. So up to, at least up to that. Yeah, up to, also I should say that this is just going to be complete spoilers of probably everything in the show. Yeah, no, that and that's, yeah, so, um, so yeah, unless you, you didn't learn this past weekend, uh, Bacon and Eggs is now a spoiler show. If if you see the episode title and you do not want that movie spoiled, there will not be a segment of the show. I can guarantee there aren't spoilers. Right, there are there are plenty of shows out there doing that. Right. If you really want to hear, like, hard-hitting just... reviews of movies, I would suggest you go check out Cinemaholics. If you want to talk about Game of Thrones, I know that John Negroni is willing to talk about Game of Thrones just at him. He will, right. he, actually, his opinions are on his Twitter feed for free. Right. Now, here's... Here's my thing with Game of Thrones. I, I'm sure a day will come where I sit down and watch and I'm like, why did nobody tell me that this was this good? And I know that like everybody has told me that it was this good. And I know that like I'm just going to be annoying about it when I do finally watch it. Um, But here's my complaints about Game of Thrones. Everybody that talks about it says that every character you care about dies, which can't possibly be true because every character I cared about is still alive eight seasons and three episodes in. Correct. <laughs> like I, the only characters that I remember from the first few seasons that aren't present now that I felt like that I thought would would survive and I don't know if they're dead or not maybe they're just not in this episode this appears to be everyone who's still alive is in this episode yeah everybody uh, except the uh the queen okay the two people who were in cousin or brother and sister but in love the Lannisters yeah uh, Prince Charming from Shrek and his sister yeah are they dead no Jamie's Jamie Lannister's in this episode he's the guy with the with the sword and the and the red armor does he look different yeah significantly okay he had all his hair cut off he lost okay. a hand he's not blonde anymore because apparently that's what happens to the Lannisters when you cut their hair off huh. I don't know why they both okay, have so long blonde hair and now they don't reasonable for me to have not got correct caught that correct detail, yeah right? no I'm just telling he's still there and she's still alive she is currently the queen as she has had a husband, two sons, and a daughter die. Okay. So, yeah, from season one, those are pretty much the only characters that, that I didn't recognize in this episode. Like, I was like, Jon Snow's still alive, Arya Stark's still alive, Bran's still alive, uh, Peter Dinklage is still alive, the girl Peter Dinklage was married to, Sansa Stark. How did you know they were married? Oh, they said it's it. in this episode. Yeah, it's in this episode. Right. Yeah. I've just, okay. I've Listen, watched the every... entire, I've watched the entire series in like the past 14 days. So like, I I, okay. I might have a couple details confused on like when it actually happened. So here's, here's an important thing to note about this episode is there is almost no dialogue. So just about everything that was said, I caught. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, it is, it is very much just, and they do this 
uh, once, pretty much once every other season where there's just like an entire episode that is a battle. I mean, obviously not entire episodes on this scale, but like there's one episode every se- or every other season where it's like, okay, we got to actually fight now. We've been talking for 12 episodes. Right. Like right. we're going to have to do something. Uh, the, the Red Wedding, etc. Red Wedding actually took like 30 seconds. I, it, I'm, yeah, I've it wasn't even that. a battle. Yeah. Yeah. That was an assassination. Anyway, the reason I like the night scene is because there's a character in this episode. I have no idea the name of this character. No idea when they were introduced. Don't know if I've already met them. But there's a character in this episode that, like, it, it sort of starts and ends with. And it's the, like, fire witch lady. Ah, the Lady Melisandre. You have not. Lady Melisandre. Is that a character I should know? You have, you have not been introduced to her at the point to which you have watched. Okay. So the episode's about Lady Melisandre. So, like, anytime they light the fires or anything, it's this, like, intense contrast. Which is yeah. what the battle's all about, right? It's the it's the black dragons versus the ice dragons. It's the red fire versus the blue fire. It's the, you know, it's the knight versus the white walkers. Yeah. Like, the whole thing is about nighttime. So I, I, like, I get it. And I think that it, it makes sense. I do think it's a little bit weird that, like, the, the characters you're supposed to be cheering for are the dark side, but well, whatever. Yeah, because mm. you... So the whole series is called A Song of Ice and Fire. That's, like, right. the book series. That's the, the grand universe. Um, yeah. And so you obviously have the side representing ice and the side representing fire. It just happens to be, in this case, you know, fire is usually... Red, especially, is usually the symbol of evil, but in this case, the, the ice side is literally ice zombies that want to destroy the world. Like, right. that is their, that is their whole I, motion. They are led by the Night King... To take over the world. You mean a Lolan dark Darth Maul? Yeah, yeah. He's he's okay. ice fighting instead of firefighting. Right. Um. A few comments on that, just from like a fifteen million dollar budget standpoint. Wait, is, I like that dude. Sorry, you were you were saying something about the red person, or did you finish that thought? I just think that the episode's about this character. Oh right? yeah, for sure. It starts with her lighting the swords, and then it ends with her dying. For like, sure. And she it's has all been, about her. She's been a contentious character throughout the history of the show. Right, she's sort of like the the ancient elves in Lord of the Rings, where it's like, are they really on the side of man, or are they on the side of not war? Well, it's it's not even that. It's like she's complicated because she literally is essentially the voice, face, and power of God. Okay, but now she's dead. Correct. I mean, there are more of her. Okay, but like there are Ooh, multiple I... different religious factions, but hers is the one that like lights stuff on fire. Right. Like brings people back like, to life. Like genuinely lights stuff. Real on fire. power creates a shadow monster that murders one of the kings. All the other okay. gods do absolutely nothing. Gotcha. So like um, obviously there's some resentment and some clashing and some confusion against her character. As you can see when she's like, you don't have to murder me, Davos. I'll be dead before the morning. Davos is the one that looks like Brian Cranston or the one that doesn't? He is the one that looks like Brian Cranston. Okay. With the okay. beard. But there's another guy that has a beard Hold on. that's like a little bit more trimmed. Are you okay? Hang on, I'm I'm dropping him into Skype. Okay, if I can get Skype to open. There we go. Nope, maybe I'm not. He's I know, it's so frustrating with this. He's that guy. Okay, uh, that is not the Brian Cranston guy. He sort of looks like Brian Cranston. Who do you think looks like Brian Cranston? There's an uh early in the episode. He's featured a lot. Uh, let me see. Maybe this is Jamie Lannister. I don't know. I, I thought it was some some bull shirt that Tyrion Lannister wasn't fighting. So did he. Yeah, he was like, oh, I should be up there. He he thought it was, in, in the previous episode, we understand that Tyrion thinks it's, uh, Peter Dinklage thinks it's not. Cool, that's Jamie Lannister. I'm trying to remember no, who you No, not that about. dude either. <laughs> it's a dude, he, he's featured a lot in the show. I'll pull it up. Don't don't you worry about it. Don't stress okay. over it. Okay, does he have, like, are you talking it. about the guy with the big red beard? No, he doesn't have a big red beard. That's that's what's confusing me. Um, I'm trying to think of who you're talking about. I'm missing a character here that should be obvious, but it's Ian, not. Ian Glenn's character. Uh, he plays oh, Jorah. Oh, 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 Jorah. 
I don't think he looks like Brian Cranston. Looks exactly like Brian Cranston. You're right. It doesn't look like him. He is. <laughs> he's not Brian Cranston. I don't think he looks like Brian Cranston. Uh, no, that's okay. So he's Jorah. He is. Um, he. I don't think you have you. But you've been introduced to him. He shows up in episode one, I think. Um, but he was. He's like Daenerys's like earliest friend. Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. She's the dragon lady. She's the dragon lady. And now Jon Snow dra- rides dragons as well. Because he's also a dragon person. Oh, so he, so he is also He was originally born. believed to be the, the bastard son of Ned Stark and some random uh, woman, some, some tavern wench. But he is actually, in truth, the trueborn son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark, Ned's sister. So Ned has nothing to do with it. Yes, he Ned brought him home from the war to okay, protect him. As long him, as we're talking about characters... Go ahead. Season, season one characters I thought would be dead at this point, uh, Samuel Tarly. Oh, no. He was never going to die. That's okay, his well, whole thing. He deserves he's to like, sit on the throne. He's like the 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 fat friend that shouldn't make it, but always makes it. He was the first yeah, person he made to it kill. Again, right? He was the first person in history to kill a White Walker. Episode starts with him. I think he's going to be on the throne at the end because the guy, the only guy that I noticed dying in this episode was the only character that I was like that guy. I like this. If I watch this show, this is a character I like, and he died in this episode, which is uh, the the last guy protecting Bran. Oh, Theon. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that guy seems cool. He's he's an archer. He seems like a neat guy. <laughs> you have to watch this show now. Alfie Allen. You have to Why? watch this show. Why, is Alfie Allen not the guy? No, absolutely not. I mean, he could, you could say you could make an argument for him there at the end, but like he is... It was, for a long time, just an absolutely reprehensible character. I mean, like, maybe, but at the end of Gossip Girl, you're like, Chuck Bass is a great character, even though in the first episode he tries to rape a 14-year-old. <laughs> Oh man, Theon Theon is an interesting character. Um yeah, no, he's he's dead though. He he would not have a claim to the Iron Throne over John or really anybody else. Anyway, I thought I thought Alolan Darth Maul this is what I was talking about before. In CGI, terms of a fifteen million dollar yep. budget. CGI was literal garbage on that dude. Yes. Um, took me took me right out of it. Took me right out. Yeah, it's just been like getting progressively worse as the series goes on. I don't know why. I don't why don't they do a practical costume? I have no idea. I have no clue. Um that but took it, me right out of it. But there but on the flip side of that, there were shots in this episode that I would set as my wallpaper and never change. Like which ones? Uh really the only one that comes to mind is when Jon Snow and Daenerys are both flying their dragons like over the clouds and the moons behind them. And you've got it like the the dragons and the moon on one monitor and just clouds on the other monitor. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, the the that was sweet. The the uh how to train your dragon scene. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um and there there are some great battle scenes as well, some some great single shots. Like there's one I th- I think that I could think of as people would have behind their their monitor where you, you see John in the bottom third of the screen like hiding behind some wood with his sword drawn and on the top two thirds of the screen is Viserion the ice dragon just like roaring ice fire into the sky yeah, on the burning castle. Yeah, that was castle. cool too. I, I also thought that was cool. Yeah. Which I don't know what John thought he was going to do in that scene before. Hey, he's, he's the dragonborn. He was going to Fusro Da that thing into tomorrow. He found out he was the dragonborn like approximately 45 minutes ago. Really? Yeah, basically. So he is not like a trained dragon flyer. No. Uh, so in the first episode of the season, he learned to fly the dragon, learned to ride the dragon. And then, okay. and then he and Daenerys boned and then he comes back and Sam's like oh by the way she's actually your aunt I mean whatever this is Game of Thrones there's not like Facebook or anything well I mean that was that was the whole thing though is the Targaryens were like notoriously incestuous people what a weird situation to be in if there's one thing of culture that is that a switchblade what no it's not an in actual your hand? knife 
It's, it doesn't have a blade. What are, what are you doing with it? Just messing with it. That's scary. It's a ballast song. It's not a switchblade. What's a ballast song? It's one of these. Ballast song of ice and fire? Ballast song of ice and fire, yeah. I don't know. What, I don't you like... say this as though you haven't just, just like pulled knives out before on the podcast. <laughs> Nobody can see me except you. Yeah, they can't see me either. For- oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> it's not like they we just post a video stream of me and not you. Uh, I will uh, listen. There's a lot of retreating going on in this battle, which was a smart move. This this operation, if they knew that it was like a hive mind thing, and I have no idea if they did or not. They did. But if they knew, then they needed to send in a spy on the inside to take care of this problem. Because well, that guy, he went they, down pretty easy. Previously, they ha- he has not exposed himself so easily and also yeah that is a big complaint that a lot of like diehard fans of the show are having is that like this is the conflict you've been leading up to for i don't know 10 years and it just kind of like stab poof bye right and like i didn't know it was gonna be a hive thing i thought they were gonna hello davos picture davos just pulled up on my screen out of nowhere (laughs) davos ned stark Uh, uh, yeah, no, you would, you, you, the viewer would know that they're a hive mind. That is tackled okay. in. So I, I would have known that. Yeah. That is tackled in because when you kill one of the, like, like he had, there was the Night King and then he had his like long haired buddies. He had like the, uh, the, the, the wraiths. Yeah, basically. The so they're the, they're the, I like, say this like I'm really up to speed on Lord of the Rings. I don't know what's going on there either. <laughs> they're essentially his, you know, field commanders or whatever. And every, every one of the dead who was turned by an individual one of those is attached to them. Okay, so they're, so like, they're a hive as well. Well, it's I all one like hive scene, leading up to the, the, the Night King, obviously. I did like the scene, and this is sort of an endgame spoiler. Um, no, we're not spoiling endgame in this episode. None, none at all. Okay. Well, I did like the scene where Jon Snow was like, I'm going to go kill him myself. And then he was like, I'm going to be a necromancer to your face. And he rose all the dead dead. And yeah, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was rad. That's the first time you've like seen that happen beyond like one individual person where their eyes turn blue and they start walking again. Okay. Um, I can totally see why people watching this were like, this is amazing. And this is everything I've ever wanted. And these are really emotional moments. But I still feel like even as a casual viewer of the show, and maybe this is my own naivety, but as a casual viewer of the show, I was like, okay, but that person is not going to die. So well, the thing like, this this was a a very small amount of death compared to what was sort of predicted, right? But not even I predicted thought, like, by like speculation, predicted by like the way the last episode shaked out, right? I didn't know Daenerys Targaryen was going to be skilled with a sword, so when she fell off her dragon. I was like, oh my be. god, that's the first time she's ever picked up a weapon, right? So I was like, oh my god, something real. I'm going to witness something very cool, but she didn't die. Uh, yeah, no, the, she is previously. Everybody else has done the killing for her. Okay, so she, like, when she picked up that sword, right. it didn't make any sense. Well, see, this is a big thing for her, like, this whole situation, because, like, so, you, I don't know if you know this, I don't, but she can't be harmed by fire. Oh, that's neat. She is, like, immune to fire, and there's more than one, see, I think there's three total in the series where she just, like, chills out inside a burning building while it burns nice. the ground and then walks out, like, completely nude, just like, what up, I'm the Dragon Queen. There were no boobs in this episode. Yeah. None boobs. I've I've seen a few episodes of this show and I've seen a lot of boobs. I remember there was a black lady uh, who's in the basement with Peter Dinklage in one of her first episodes. She's introduced naked. Huh? Oh, Masande? Sure. I don't think- Kind of a, a light skin girl. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you would know her. I don't know. She doesn't show up until I think the second or third season. I don't know. I've seen a few episodes. So she's there. attached to Daenerys' army, the Unsullied. Okay. And those are the guys that, that go, huh! 
when they do stuff. Gotcha. Uh, and they are a former slave army comprised entirely of eunuchs. This is a show that just sounds dumb as shirt when you're trying to explain it out loud. Maybe maybe it is. This is the big problem with this show. It's like you try to explain it to somebody that hasn't watched it and you say sentences like that and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, is this show dumb? Is this show dumb? I don't know how well it will age. I'll be honest with you. I think it's done amazing things for like cinema. And and, I, and the reason we're reviewing this is because this is a major cinematic event, even if it is on HBO. Right. Like there there has never been anything like this show. No, no, there definitely hasn't. But that doesn't mean that it will be good forever. I'm not saying it won't either. I'm just saying I don't, I don't know what the future holds for the old got. I mean, I definitely think that... I, I know it'll always have fans. Yeah, well, I think that it'll, it'll go through a resurgence and not that it needs a resurgence but i think it'll it'll die off for a year or two and then they'll sell it out for syndication and it'll go through a resurgence well and it'll be on god or more and like <laughs> i don't think so oh yeah which um, house are you also if they ever if like, he ever if george r. r Rotten ever actually finishes another book then it'll go through a thing i'll tell you one thing about those books they are way too long the, i mean i know that's like the high fantasy brand yeah but like high fantasy you need to chill you're asking a lot of book from me. One of them is a 47-hour audiobook. Yeah, the audiobooks are the way to go, too. Um, That's what I've heard. Yeah, the audiobooks are incredible. I think for either the fourth or fifth one, the narrator, Rodatrice, talked about it and was like, yeah, I had like 445 character voices. That's a lot. Um, He's since passed on, actually, so I'm not sure how I would feel about another audiobook, just because I do think that they were the, probably the pinnacle of single narrator narration that I've heard. Um, but the audiobook's the way to go. Uh, they are incredibly long and incredibly detailed, though. Like, it Cause is... Because like, the world building necessary to make it, like, work, and this is the same problem yeah. with Lord of the Rings, which is the only other high fantasy I really know anything about, uh, is, like, there's just so many... You have to read, like, a freaking Bible, you know, Aragorn, son of Arathorn, son of Muhammad, son of Peter. Oh, yeah, for sure. It definitely, yeah, everybody, you know, they, they, a lot of times when they, even in the show, when like a king or something is introduced, it's just like, you now have the pleasure of addressing Robert Baratheon, the first of his name of House Baratheon, King of the Andals and the First Men, Lord Protector of the Seven Kingdoms and Protector of the Realm. Right. It's a lot of detail. It's a lot, a lot of detail. Yeah. But this episode's very cool. It watches like a, like a, the, the cinematic experiment here to me was less about the 50 minute battle and more about the absolute lack of dialogue yeah there have been several um shining examples throughout the show of like how you can tell parts at least of a story with like minimal dialogue well and i think that's a tough thing to do when you've got this whole ensemble of people including tons of stunt people i would imagine for an example like this where it's the story is told through the choreography much much more than it is like when you get the script if you're peter dinklage you're like I have no idea what happens in this episode. Right. Like, I, I can memorize my lines, that's fine, but... Me and Sophie and Turner can... are gonna go hang out in the crypt. Right, which is a weird place to hang out. I agree. Uh, that they're fighting a necromancer. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how and nobody thought of that, and that's a, a big criticism I've heard so far, because in the last episode they made a big deal of, like, you're gonna go hide in the crypt, it's the safest place in Winterfell. And I'm sitting there like, no it ain't. You're gonna have Sean I... Bean's head, like, rolling down, bowling balling down the, the hallway, like, snipping at people. Tell me why they're fighting this fight at all, because to me, like, the show, the fans are all talking about who's gonna sit on the Iron Throne in two episodes, right? Three, yeah. Three episodes. So why kill all the potential candidates in this episode? They didn't kill any of the potential candidates. Well, right. But like, why potentially kill all the potential candidates? Also, it's, it's Bran Stark. I hate to tell everybody. It's not. I hate, I hate that I have to tell the world. Bran Stark sits on the Iron Throne. It's, it's, it's a compelling story. It's, he he's won't be. He's already in a chair. He's already in a chair. He's. A chair that today would be made of iron. 
he's I'm a genius. He's not Bran Stark anymore. He's the three-eyed raven. Whatever. The the closed captions here keep opening his lines with Bran. I mean, yeah. Um, I will tell you that at the end of season seven, the last thing you saw was snow in Winterfell. And not in Winterfell, in the King's Landing, the kingdom, the capital. So you think Jon Snow is the... Well, it had never snowed there before. It had never snowed there before. That's because winter is coming. Well... Winter had previously come many, many times. Although, how how familiar you are familiar are you with how weather and like seasons work in this show? Uh, not not very well at all. My okay. understanding is it has to do with the the power of the Night King. That's the theory. But again, it's like that's sort of like a religious myth. Okay, like nobody believes in in the Night King and the White Walkers and the Army of the Dead. Nobody, and the, and the Long Night. Nobody believes in that. Like, but, it, but it happens. But it happens. The first thing you see in the first episode is some Matt Damon lookalike getting murdered by a, a zombie. I, I do remember that. Yeah. Um. And even even like Ned Stark, like the logical guy, when one of the Night's Watch people comes and tells him like, hey, by the way, uh, the, the dead are walking. He's just like, I don't believe you. I only fight for justice. And then cuts right, his head off. Head chopped off, yeah. Well, no, N- Ned Stark cuts that guy's head off and then he gets his own head chopped off. So did they, did the Night, the, the Long Night Army, were they aware that they were fighting zombies that couldn't die? The what? Which army? The the one that won. Yeah. Yeah, they knew. They're trying to they're trying to kill the Night King. They know if they kill the Night King, the army will die. Okay. Um, were there any zombies? I know Chris Stapleton was in this episode, but were there he any? Was? Yeah. He's in it for just a second. He uh, He's one of the zombies that stands near the Night King. Interesting. When, when he attacks Bran. One of the actual White Walkers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's in it for like. You know, he that's I mean that that has not been uncommon throughout the history of the show. Right. That that yeah, just random famous people have ended up there. Um and like everybody was mad because Ed Sheeran was on it. I'm team Ed Sheeran. I missed the boat where we all hate Ed Sheeran. Me, and I'm in. I mean same. But he came in and like sang a song as like a Lannister army man, and everybody was like, This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why? It's I it's not. It's it's a pretty common thing that happens throughout the show that they'll just show people like singing around a fire. I think if he sang A team, that would have been a little Yeah, wild. if he's just sitting there like <laughs> gonna pick up the pieces and build a Lego house. <laughs> What's a Lego? <laughs> What's a Lego? <laughs> the things from the intro. <laughs> I do like g- granted I got sick of it after like two episodes but I do always love the intro for the show um and they have made God, it's s- like a hundred years long yeah it is it is um I, I skipped it every single episode of my most, re- most recent rewatch although it is different this season and it's different for every season but it's like massively different this season it's long it is long but it gives you it's good to watch it like once a season because it gives you like an idea of of what places are going to be important during the season right um but yeah, so basically, what what questions do you have? How can I what can I clarify? I've been, ask, I've been asking a lot of the questions that that genuinely come to mind. Now, I've seen a lot of Twitter talking about Arya Stark. She's the one that does the thing, right? Yeah. Okay. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about this girl is amazing. She's the most badass. She's not a Mary Sue. She's this like awesome character. And I'm with you. This was a cool thing that like that character did. Yeah. That Arya Stark did this whole episode. I was like, man, I'm in. You have a lot of scenes in this like restricted section of the library. I don't understand at all. I don't know why you even went to Hogwarts. That yeah, I don't that know what whole book you're looking for. That whole sequence, I actually like stopped it and ran it back and started again to see if I like missed something as to like where the rest of the battle went. But right. all of a sudden, or it was just like it was her and a couple people like inside. Yeah, I had no idea. That was weird. It was a weird thing. But I thought it was cool. Um, and I thought everything she did was cool. But listen, Twitter, don't think I don't remember all of you hating this character at some point in the show's history. Oh, I hated Arya for a long time. I will be straight. Okay up with that but all of you talking about oh i've always loved Arya stark she's amazing no i will not be the one on twitter saying that i hated her guts for like five seasons i like this character i think she's the one 
in the first episode of the show, she's the one that's like, I got a bow and arrow and I'm going to do the things the boys do, right? Yeah. I've liked this character from the start. Yeah, I liked her then, but then she, you've also only seen three episodes. Right. She, We're going to assume three. She gets very annoying. I don't know. It's I mean, just, we all it's one of those things where like, there's a lot of important things going on and they cut to Arya just like being angry, just brooding. Yeah, well, Spider-Man 3 is underrated. And then she goes to Bravos across the narrow sea and... Uh, she opens a big door. Yeah, she opens a big I door. I remember watching that. We watched that in Connor's apartment. Did you? Yeah. I, all I remember is that character opening a big door. I don't know what happened before or after. Yeah, she opens a big door to the House of Black and White. She becomes a faceless man who are a league. I think there's only three of them, though. A league of, like, super awesome assassins that can put on other people's faces. Been there. Um, and so she, and that's the real thing, is, like, that's what people are talking about, though, is, is, is a lot of people are saying, oh, she's a, she's a Mary Sue. She doesn't deserve this. Like, John deserves Ooh, to have def- killed the Night King. And like, Let's define a Mary Sue real quick, because some of our listeners may not know. Either way, she has been... That we have seen her for for eight seasons, like training for this specific moment. Right. Like, if anybody deserved to make this happen, it is Arya. It's not John. John was clearly about to just like square up man to man with a dragon and act like he was good to go. So I don't think John right. deserved to be the one to kill the Night King. Right. Uh, so Mary Sue. For those of you who don't know, there's a lot of even just I googled Mary Sue, and the top three results are about Arya Stark. Uh Mary Sue, originally in fan fiction, is a type of female character who is depicted as unrealistically lacking in flaws or weaknesses. But I've seen her bleed. I've seen her need to drop her knife and stab him with her other hand. Right. Uh, and, I mean, she's not flawless no, in any No, by way. no means, yeah. She's yeah, a regular person. Right. She's a regular person who's clearly trained for this. Now, like, Captain America, that's a Mary Sue. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you would never say that about Captain America because he's a man. Right. So there's no... But, like, that dude... Yeah. That dude has America's ass. <laughs> um... What was I saying? But yeah, I know. I, I, th- I thought it was a great moment. I did. It was spoiled for me because I didn't get to watch this until Monday morning. I and, saw it on Twitter. And so, yeah, that, that ending of her stabbing the Night King with the Valyrian steel dagger that makes him explode. Uh, the, the White Walkers, by the way, can't be killed with normal weapons. Ah. They can be killed with dragon glass, which is obsidian, and also Valyrian steel, which is a special kind of steel that I think it's like... I don't remember what the trope is in in like role playing games and mythology and things like that, but it's like it's the the weapons that are made stronger by the things that they intake. Yeah, like a like a basilisk thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, the, the sort of yeah, it's the sort of Gryffindor. The sort of Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like goblin magic. It, it is made stronger by the things it intakes. I think so. It is able to like absorb. I guess that's the. T- it's not really explained why it's a thing that kills. Uh, White Walkers, but it's essentially, yeah, it's it's like goblin-made steel. Because White Walkers can kill White Walkers. There's only a few people that know how to work with Valyrian steel, and, like, Valyria is dead, so, like, there's only a certain amount of Valyrian steel available. Is that what Samwise Gamgee had, was Valyrian steel daggers at the beginning? Huh? Sam. Sam Waltarly? Yeah, he was, like, shaking his hands, and then he got two, like, a pair of daggers in his hand. No, those were the dragonglass, the obsidian daggers. You've you've seen, or you would have seen, like, random B-roll cutscenes of of dragonglass weapons being made over the last two episodes. Gotcha. Uh, Because at one point, the the blacksmith, who was the bastard son of Robert Baratheon, former king of the Seven Realms or whatever, uh, the guy who banged Arya in the previous episode uh he's like a blacksmith and she's like can you make me uh dragon glass staff and he's like sure can do buddy and he's like this is gonna take me a while and then she throws like 47 daggers into the wall in the exact same spot and he's like yeah, i'll do it right now cool you might be our best <laughs> hope um so yeah those are the only things that can kill the white walkers uh but she, yeah, she what about the dragons what can kill the dragons pretty much anything like just normal weapons if you can like get... a well-placed arrow yeah well so the the in the previous season, Vis- Val- Viserion, 
sorry, Viserion, uh, the dragon that is now the ice dragon, was was turned by the Night King, throwing a spear into his heart. Yikes. Like an ice spear. Right. Now, he has an ice spear in this episode at one point. Yeah. I think his plan is to turn the other dragons with, the, with said ice spears. Mm. There's three dragons, one of which is now... Uh, R.I.P. Because it was already dead, and then it was undead, and now it's dead dead. And that was Viserion. There's also Rhaegal, which is the one that Jon rides, and Drogon, which is the one that Daenerys rides. Would these be obvious if I just watched the show? Not in any way whatsoever. You know that uh, Drogon is her favorite. And that's the one she rides? That's the one she rides. As far as which one was Viserion and which one was Rhaegal, I had to look it up when Viserion died. Before that, neither of them mattered individually of each other. Drogon is named Targaryen. Drogon is named for if, her dead brother, and or no, sorry, her dead husband. And then Viserion and Rhaegal are named for her dead brothers. If if Amelia Clark doesn't actually sit on the Iron Throne, was it all worth it? So here's the thing about this. Okay, let's talk about the politics of the Iron Throne here for a second. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a deep dive into sort of how this happened briefly. So Daenerys's father was the king, right? Right. He was Aegon, no, Aerys Targaryen, Aerys the second or third, Aerys Targaryen, and he was referred to as the Mad King. Uh, he okay. he summoned Ned Stark's father and brother to King's Landing to make them submit to him, and mm-hmm. um, then he just burned them alive. And then Ned's best friend Robert, who ended up being king, started a war because of that. And the fact that Rhaegar, who is Daenerys' brother, kidnapped Ned's sister and married her in secret. So they were These super. Are- they were super mad about all that. And so these people are bonkers. They started a war, right? Okay. Now I don't know if you're familiar with what happens, but in in war there's a winner and a loser, right? Right. And if your family loses the war, you don't get to be king anymore. Right. So Daenerys keeps going on and 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 on for for eight seasons about how she has a claim to the Iron Throne, but her family lost the war. Mm, but she wouldn't keep going on and on if she was, if Amelia Clark wasn't going to sit on the Iron Throne. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. But she has no she has no particular claim to the Iron Throne. She keeps acting like she has some like birthright to it, which a John would have birthright to it before her because she was he is her older her oldest brother's oldest son. I'll be honest with you. What's what what's the point of a king? They appear to have a, an insanely well organized government capable of. Killing the Night King, which they they've have, already done. They have an incredibly disorganized system of government that falls apart pretty much every 15 minutes. Okay, but, like, why is that going to change when there is uh, Jon Snow on the Iron Throne? Well, the idea is that is that Jon... Or the next person to take over, which realistically is probably Fortnite, gonna be John. Well, yeah, the show's about it. Dude. Yeah, I've seen the first it's, few it's, episodes. I know. Yeah, it's gonna be and whatever. It's Robin, dude. Ted meets her in the first. The episode. idea is that the idea is that whoever takes over the throne next would actually be good at ruling, uh, which nobody in previous has been good at ruling. They've been horrible, horrible people. Somebody's got their head chopped off in this episode. Well, except Ari Stark did it. Except Robert. He was all right. He was just bad at being king. But he had the hand of the king. Which was Ned Stark, which got him killed. Yeah. By the Lannisters. I don't know, man. This thing is wild. This is a lot of <laughs> battle. This is a lot of battle scene. Well, it's the whole episode, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it, if it, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about what's gonna happen at the end. I don't, and I don't know what's gonna happen at the end. We still got three no uh four whole hours of show left how many episodes is that is that three episodes hour and 20 minutes each i i do not foresee a satisfying ending i don't either honestly and that's that begs the question is like what would have been a satisfying ending i don't i can tell you in the case of avengers you're not going to i know we're not spoiling endgame on this episode but it happened (laughs) correct there have been a lot of oh this is what i was asking before the 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 raised the 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 Draugr. The Whites. The, the White. W-I-G-H-T-S. Are there any recognizable characters who are zombies in this episode? 
not until people are turned in the episode. Who's turned in the episode? Uh, the little girl that killed the giant. Some of the other people that died on, on the battlefield. Really just her. Is she somebody or she is, is she introduced She here? is, no, she's a Lady Liana Mormont of House Mormont of Bear Island. Okay, so she races motorcycles. No. No, that's the Isle of Man. Yeah, no, Bear, Bear Island. Uh, it's where, it's she's Jorah Mormont, the guy you said looks like Brian Cranston. She's his niece. Gotcha. I don't like her as a character. She's about to, I'm watching the episode, I had the episode playing while we're talking so that I can reference. She's about to kill the giant. I don't like her. I think Not you, a fan. I think you probably would. Really? Yeah. I mean, I like the part where she kills a giant. I'm a, I, she's, I am a fan of that. She moment. is. She's pretty bad. Apex Legends. Because it's like I did there, want her to get eaten. Though. There's this one review, not review, one reveal where like you don't really, you know, they're they're going to talk to the Mormonts and you don't really see what's going on. And, and Sansa's like, but Lady Mormont, and you and it flips over to this like ten year old girl who really just puts John in his place. Do I like Jon Snow? Do people like Jon Snow? Yeah, he's, I know that there's like yeah. a lot of like that's Winterfell's Apex Legends. But like people like Jon Snow, people like yeah. him. People like Jon Snow. He's generally just considered to be the the good guy okay yeah this show's about that like he wants i I hope you're aware yeah he a wants the night king to that's all he cares about his that's the thing is his his arc is done exactly and now there's four episodes left and he gets to be king probably but like his whole thing is complete he's his whole thing was to stop the night king like he got killed and then came back to life to stop the night king wait a minute he's immortal no, no. He was brought back by uh, the Red Woman, the Lady Melisandre, who lit all the fires. He was brought back by the Lord of Light to finish his purpose on Earth. I, I know you're saying Lady L- Melisandre lo- lit all those fires, but I'm pretty sure it was just like little gas kits beneath them with a gas line running to them. I mean, yes, but like that's not how that happened in, in the canon. In the fiction. You can say the same thing, like lightsabers are just sticks that are CGI'd later. Yes, very good. Anyway, so she, yeah, she, he was brought back by the Lord of Light, uh, Relor, the God of Fire, to fulfill his purpose on Earth. There's only ever been two people brought back to life. One of whom died in this episode is the guy with the eye patch. He got stabbed a bunch, right? He got stabbed a bunch, yeah. Um, protecting Arya. Yes. Uh, and then he like, keeps walking. Yeah. I mean, he died seven times and came back to life seven that's times. A, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, his purpose on Earth wasn't finished yet. I guess. But yeah, he and Jon Snow are the only people that have, in 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 memory, that have been brought back to life. There's talk that uh, Jon was quote the prince who was promised by all the that- the secret prophecies, and he's supposed to be the one who pulls the flaming sword Lightbringer out of the fire and takes control of the world. But he didn't do that yet. But there's already a guy with a flaming sword. No, oh, no, 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 no. That Beric just puts a sword on fire. This is like a sword made of fire that that brings light forever and conquers the long night. So this long night situation. When it's over, the sun's not going to come up, or it will because the Night King is No, it dead. will, yeah. The, 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 the Long Night is is the prophesied end of the world. It's Ragnarok. Okay. The Long Night is what happens when the Night King wins. It will never be daylight. It will never not be winter. But now that the Night King is dead, that unless whole... there's a second secret Night yeah, King. Yeah, unless there's a second secret, like, like little brief spoilers for the Meg here, unless there's a second secret shark, right. then yeah, th- there it's it's done. That whole thing is done. And I, uh, granted, I would not be surprised if the series ended with, like, a, a dead hand rising out of the ground. For season nine. Well, for season never, probably. I feel like I'm ready for a lot of these actors to be other things. See, you say but that, but then Sophie Turner show. Sophie Turner got a job as being an awful Jean Grey. Yes, but she's not the X-Men nor the character from <clears throat> the show I would have put in X-Men. Well... She is in this show quite a bit. She's one of Ned Stark's remaining alive children. I would have there, taken there were Arya there were six. Stark. There are now four. Well, I guess John's not a child. Ma- Ma- Macy Williams. She could have been a good rogue if we've got to do the uh, yeah. Well, X Men. When thing. they started the first class thing, she was like twelve. Okay, 
but they can start it over. If you're making me cast these characters as X-Men, I'm telling you what I would do today. I mean, I'm not making you cast them as X-Men. I'm just saying that maybe you don't want these people to go be other things. Jon Snow is Eret, son of Eret, in the uh, How to Train Your Dragon verse. Yes. Um, he Is he a bigger character in the second movie and slash or the TV shows? He is a bigger character because... in the second movie. I don't know anything about the TV shows. Okay. His, he's I... <laughs> like a, a main character in the, in the second movie. Okay, because I remember watching some of the promo stuff for the third movie, and it was like, Kit Harrington and Dragons for How to Train Your Dragon. And then the movie came out and I was like, this dude's barely in the movie. Well, at that point he was also like, John was the main character of Game of Thrones. Right. Which he is not the first build character. Whomsoever is. Uh, Nikolai Coster Waldau, who is Jamie Lannister, who I think would make an excellent Kenobi. Make good Bond. James Bond doesn't have a beard. Your mom doesn't have a beard. Can't have James have Bond Peter with a Dingle beard. I top, top build cast. Well, I mean, not according to the credits. Oh, that's just what it's showing on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, which may very well just be most searched. I mean, that's probably it. It's just, and uh, it changes per season. But like, you know how Naveen Andrews is always the first name listed in, in Lost? Yes. Who's Naveen Andrews? Saeed Jarrah. Oh, because he's in every episode. Correct. But he, he was also just, I guess his agent booked him for first build. Yeah. Even though that show is straight up about Matthew Fox and uh, John Locke. And uh, Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. Whom I love. I follow Evangeline Lilly on Instagram. Genuinely. Yeah. One of my favorite, most down-to-earth celebrities. And this is the wild thing, is like, I I have watched Lost multiple, many times. But she's, yeah. she's Hope yeah. Van Dyne. Because of Ant-Man and the Wasp, though, I didn't think her role in the first one was that I didn't either but it's like that's just who I think of her as now like I see her and I'm like I guess the wasp like that's just the power the MCU has over me I also just love love lost I do as well and the MCU come to think of it but yeah so I could I could definitely see where you're coming from though where if you watch the first episode first couple episodes you're like yeah okay some people survive some don't and then like you get to this yeah like yeah all the people I expected to survive are still here yeah I I mean I like because you told me that both the people that I thought weren't here were here so I don't know who died other than Ned Stark and Robert Baratheon uh a lot of people but but it's like people that were introduced after episode three and died before episode 70 well they don't count they were never gonna make it anyway it's called the rise of skywalker ethan not the rise of I well i mean the shows the shows the had episode. the shows had like <laughs> seven kings die yeah but like joffrey you thought in season four no, or whatever I didn't, I didn't think anything that dude was gonna be the guy he dies in season four i got you yeah I'm I'm more caught up on this stuff than you think. He died. He dies in season four, episode two, uh, at what is referred to as the purple wedding. Ah, goodbye. Yeah, because he turns purple. <laughs> that guy dies. Rob Stark dies. Joffrey's little brother dies. No one really dies. Natalie Dormer's character dies. Ooh, Natalie Dormer. That's a person in this show that I thought was in here. I think I get Natalie Dormer, Dormer, Natalie Dormer, and uh. Macy Williams mixed up, though. Yeah, no. but I mean, I understand yeah. that they're different people. Natalie Dormer but... is introduced in season two and dies in season six. Who's the girl that's like, you know nothing, Jon Snow? Ygrid. Ygrid, is she dead? She's dead, yeah. See? Shot through the heart by some You're little kid named Ollie. Who, wow. then, who then stabs Jon Snow in the heart. This Ollie kid sounds like he should have been the one they sent towards the White Walkers. Uh, no, Jon hung him. Well, yeah, but if he's so good at stabbing people in the heart and all they needed to do was stab one guy in, like, one spot... I mean, it this wasn't, it wasn't that easy the until spot. there was a battle. Right. You couldn't just send Macy Williams up into the Nort. Yeah. I mean, that was her plan, though. Like, once Joffrey died, because she was going to go to King's Landing and kill Joffrey herself. And then once Joffrey died, she was like, well, going to go kill the Night King now. And here she is. Killing the Night King. Killing the Night King. Yeah, that moment was spoiled for me because somebody sent me an Instagram DM of a video of it, which I didn't even know was possible, and uh, I clicked on it, and it was just Arya stabbing the Night King to the tune of I Just Had Sex by The Lonely Island. 
I mean, that's pretty funny. It was, but I didn't want to know. Did she just have sex? She did. did that recently she happen? did, yeah. The previous episode. Yeah. Was she, like, of age when this show started to be having sex on screen? No. She is now, though. Okay, so that's, that kind of makes me feel weird. Yeah, a lot of people felt weird. She was that like, seems like she a... was like thirteen or twelve or thirteen when it started. She's twenty two now. That's that's weird. I agree. Yeah, it's weird, and, and and that's the thing is like it's not weird for the character, but it's like weird for the actress. I mean, at some point you have to zoom out and be like, this is a show with care. I don't know. I mean, obviously it's allowed. They did it. They got away with it, and she obviously consented to it as like a, an adult. And there's nothing wrong with sex work. Like that's all fine. And there's nothing wrong with you know wanting to be that person. But it just feels weird to me. It definitely feels. Maybe weird. that makes me a curmudgeon. No, it definitely feels weird like you're not the only one that has that that complaint that grievance okay for sure like when that started happening i was like this is strange especially since i had just watched the entire show in like three weeks right so like she was 12 to you yeah a, a fortnight ago not even march what is this what you do all day is watch this show no it's not that long it's like 70 hours it's not that long that's a long time you were talking about watching the mcu back to 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 back that's only like 50 something hours and yeah a couple weeks ago, yeah, I pretty much did do this all day. I made a vlog about it. Thanks for watching my vlogs, man. I do watch your vlogs. I remember you being like, Sir Davos, I'm Ned Stark, first of his name, Hand of the King. I just got killed. And then you did like the other voice and you like directed the whole thing yourself. It was like thoughts from the Game of Thrones, the woods. Yep. Got the wood, got woods. <laughs> got woods. Oh. Got milk. But anyway, yeah, she went from, from getting boned to killing the Night King in like two hours of real time. This show is definitely a show though that's designed to be watched like it, you can you know in, in the era of Netflix original series that all come out at one time and like you know binge watching this is still a show designed to be watched week to week because like when Jon Snow dies at the end of episode 10 of season 5 it's like the last thing that happens and then like he's brought back to life within the first 20 minutes of the first episode of season six right. and when there was an entire year between it it was like dang okay but then yeah, when i was I watching it be... last week i was like all right cool click oh and he's alive again yay welcome back right it, it's the uh it's the infinity war problem for sure is it like you know when you had a whole year between it and then people that go watch it through the first time they're like okay well that sucks and then avengers endgame spoiler redacted you're welcome. Which is just gonna be weird for, like, re-watching and weird for, like, people watching for the first time. Anyway. I do think I would really like to... I would really like to do events where we rent out a space... And I don't know if we do it for fans or if we like sponsor it for fans or what, where we go. And it would be like, like a long experience you're signing yourself up for. Like it would be like the bacon and eggs day long, night long experience, right? Where you go and you watch Infinity War and then we do a full episode about it right there. And then <laughs> you immediately watch Endgame and then we do a full episode on it <laughs> good right lord there right so it's like an eight hour process right to just <laughs> yeah that's nine hours yeah nine hours i mean it doesn't have to be a two hour two hour shindiggity but you know what i'm saying and like we serve dinner and we serve or we serve lunch depending upon which which one you sign up for it's a very long <laughs> well, we 18 do a, hour day we do a matinee and a, a late show <laughs> jesus christ right it's a very very long day i can tell you, you what i'm I. doing during end game is sleeping <laughs> right it's like i've seen it i've made the jokes i'm gonna make the same jokes <laughs> right that second viewing of Ed game i am asleep <laughs> <laughs> but i think that would be i think that would be a really fun experience and we sell it like it's not cheap okay i would love for you to come to it for free i really would but this is a like a long thing it's a very honestly I, like my time's not free man this is nine 
stinking hours. I'm making at least $10 an hour, period. <laughs> but like, but it doesn't even have to be a big crowd. You know what I'm saying? I'll take 15 people. I would do this for 15 people. <laughs> okay. At, at $150 a ticket. Okay. I mean, we could make this happen. This is a realistic thing that we could do. We need like a room and a projector. I have both of those things but it's not at my house uh <laughs> that would be weird yeah you cannot come to my house but you know what i'm saying I, I think this is a real and we make it fun right like it's not just some crappy movie theater seat you sit on like a comfy chair okay then we need a room and a projector and some comfy chairs some comfy chairs this sounds increasingly like your living room <laughs> My living room has zero comfy chairs. It can. It could. Could. I do have a projector for outside. You just rent out grand. Grand the store? Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> oh, the thing with Jon Snow with the necromancers just happened. Made me think of Diablo 2. Any Diablo 2 stands out there, please DM me. <laughs> for the love of God. And tell me how to make it work on my Windows 10 computer with a decent processor. Because every time I try to install it, it's like... Your computer's way too nice for this. You literally are not allowed to play this right. game. I hate that. It's like, I want to play <laughs> Windows 95 games, man. What are you talking about? Right. What do you mean it's too nice? Yeah, what do you mean my computer's too good for this? Then honestly, if the solution is I have to buy like a Windows XP computer that's just still in the box, like just let me know and what that would cost and I'll do it. Yeah, they're like, oh, this can only run on Windows Me. <laughs> and I'm like, right. okay, so let me download Windows Me. Nope, can't do that. Right. And it says, like, my computer's got this, like, run as Windows 95 option, but it doesn't mean that. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not being Are you just trying to download Diablo 2 right now? No. Is no, that what you're I'm, doing during this episode? Just like, well. No, it's just. If Tyler's zones about, out at some point. I think about Diablo 2 at least three times a day. Thrice per diem? Yeah. So this is the first time we've talked about a TV show. Do you think it's weird? I think it's fine. Yeah, I think Whatever. it's fine. I mean, this, we're talking much more about just Game of Thrones in general than we are about episode season three, season eight, episode three, than Long Night. Are you... Because honestly, honestly, at the end of the day, I didn't really like love this episode. You know, I think it's, it's a very cool thing for the reasons stated. I think for me, it was a very interesting thing to come into this like mid-season, late series episode and with really only like pop culture knowledge of the show, be able to watch it from beginning to end, know... Who are the important characters? And, and it's just, to me, it's a telling exercise in storytelling and cinematography. For sure. I mean, and at the end of the day, like, battle is a universal language in, in movie. Right. In, in, in filmed media. To me, this watch is much less like Helm's Deep, which I know is the comparison I keep making, and much more like the third act of Avengers. Which Avengers? One. With the Chitauri. Oh, like the Battle of New York part? Yeah. Interesting. Why, why do you say that? Well, they have, like, the exact same ending, right? Yeah. Wait, no. Tony Where Stark Arya definitely Stark... does not blow the, the Night King up in, a, like, a wormhole. Well, no, but Arya Stark does, like, right next to Bran. It's Stark kills the big bad. Yeah. Stark kills the center of the hive, right? And, like, there's no hope for victory without this one small detail. And it's just this big faceless army that, like, they'll kill themselves to succeed. It's really a little bit more like Ultron. Uh, but with Ultron, they had to kill every single Ultron bot. Correct. And people people keep saying that the ending of this is, is a deus ex machina. And then people keep getting angry about that and like, no, well, we've seen Arya training for this. But like at the same time, it, it kind of is because like she comes out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. She was in the library looking up books on Nicholas Flamel. Right, and she just like jumps then, out of the ether. Like. Right. And gets choke slammed straight up John Cena style. Yeah. 
He just whips around like, gotcha. Haha, <laughs> gotcha. But he needed to turn around. That's where his exposed thigh was. Did she stab him in the thigh? <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. I it, it was like, like right in the gut. Either way, not a place that would kill you from a stab wound. Oh, no. It, it, all he had, to, all she had to do was land the dagger. And why'd she get so close? Why not like a little... Uh, that's the sound of me throwing daggers. Because that would not be dramatic. <laughs> Who's the guy? Oh, it's that one dude. The dude that dies defending Daenerys Targaryen. Jorah. Jorah. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Brian Cranston guy. Yeah. Yane. Yeah. So he's, he's like, he's been her like faithful servant. And then, well, technically he was hired by Robert to assassinate her when she was a a child, air quote. Chilled. Because she's supposed to be like, I guess in the show they say she's 16, but in the book she was 14 when the show starts or when everything starts. And, um, so he's like her protector, sort of. He's pretending to be at first and then he like falls in love with her, which is weird. Um, and then he like stops plans to assassinate her. Then she finds out about it and sends him away. And then he comes back and then she finds out about it and sends him away again. And then he comes back again, but he has like grayscale, which is a disease that turns you into stone. And uh, he goes to the Citadel where Samwise, or Samwell Tarly is studying and Sam cures him. And then he goes back to Daenerys and she's all like, everything is forgiven. Wild. And then he dies for her. Like you do. He was banished to the other continent uh, by Ned Stark because he was a slaver. I don't like that. Yeah, no, Westeros does not have slaves, but Essos, the other continent, has slaves on, like, half of it. And Jorah was like, I'm gonna bring slaving to Westeros. And Ned Stark was like, ah, no. Negative Ghost Rider. And so he was expelled from Westeros by Ned Stark. <clears throat> and John's sword is was originally supposed to be Jorah's. It's called Longclaw. As in all high fantasy, there's lots of swords with names. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely not in on high fantasy. And that's, that's part of my problem with this whole shindiggity. I would say... Most fans of the show aren't into high fantasy. You don't think so? You don't think all these people are reading like obscure novels by no-name authors? No, I don't think so. Wild. I think Wild. that you the have, Game of Thrones, the TV a... show, is their only foray into high fantasy. <laughs> Maybe Lord of the Rings. Which, have you ever met like a proper high fantasy fan? Yes. Man, you want to talk about the worst human beings on earth. I wouldn't say that too loud. I mean, listen, I love you. Thank you so much for the time and effort you dedicate to your favorite authors. Like, John Negroni writes high fantasy. Would you call that high fantasy? He calls it high fantasy. I love John Negroni, so... I don't know. What's, Here's my what's... thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Here's my thing with high fantasy, is if, like, if I ask you what kind of books you like, and we start talking, and you're like, I only read this one extremely obscure series to which there are 50 novels, all of which are 5,000 pages in length. It's like, I'm sorry, don't get mad, I don't know what you're talking about. Also, we have nothing to talk about. Right, have you read, like, read Harry Potter? Right, that's what I meant when I said, <laughs> Yeah. do you like yeah, fantasy? You, you asked if I like fantasy, I said yes, because I've read the Lord of the Rings books. Right, I know about Narnia and Hogwarts. Yeah, when you start talking to people that, that read high fantasy, these are the worst kind of people, they read high fantasy, they're like, Lord of the Rings, Tolkien? That guy's not fantasy. Guy's a hack. Yeah. Like, Let me tell you who was not a hack yeah, was Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien, not a hack. Maybe that's the salesman in me that's like, he sold a lot more copies than that dude I've never heard of. And I know his name. And he's I dead. mean, the fact of it is, it's like Lord of the Rings sold more copies because it was better. Right, right. It was not a marketing thing in 1938 or whatever. Yeah, he I'm also- sorry, I just butchered that date. He also just like basically invented high fantasy. Right, right. Like he he came fairly shortly after the idea of fiction. Did he? When 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 was the last one? Was like 1955. Was it that recently? Yeah, they're not that old. I could be blowing smoke. I know there was a book of some sorts that was released not too long ago. There's about to be a movie. Really? Yeah, a biopic. July 20 
1954. Huh. So that was taken like Industrial Revolution, like just just post Dickens. No. Fellowship was 1954, Silmarillion was 77, and The Hobbit was 37. Okay, so 37, I'm not enough, that far off with 37. Like, that's old. That's a long time ago. In- interestingly enough, uh, the original cover for The Hobbit, a lot of people don't know this, actually had Martin Freeman on it. Did it? Yeah. The Prince Who Was As Promised. Bilbo. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. Here's here's what I love about the Game of Thrones averse uh, is that like magic is just not a thing. What? Yes, it is. I just watched the lady light things on fire with her hands. Right. And I she watched is, another guy. She is. They repeatedly like try to burn her as a witch. She's because she is. She's considered like evil because she does magic. Okay. And it's not even magic. It's it's literally like the power of God. Right. What about this Bran Stark thing where he's got the eyes of the crows? So he's a Borg. What he is? Is he still injured from watching his sibling or watching the the other two bone in the first? Yeah, in the episode? first episode. Is that yeah. why he's in the chair? Yeah. He never heals. Okay. Uh, so the knife that Arya kills the the Night King with uh, was the knife that was used to incite the whole war. It's the reason Ned Stark like started a war with the Lannisters in the first place because that knife was used by an assassin to on Cersei Lannister's dime to try to kill Bran in like episode two or three. And so that dagger was was then used to kill the Night King. It was given to Arya by Bran who basically just had like a Doctor Strange moment and was like, I watched 14 million ways that this war goes down and this is the way it ends. And was like, here Arya, have this dagger. Does the Night King, does, is there ever a scene where this dude's got a really eloquent monologue? He never says a word ever. I do not like that. He is completely nonverbal. I do not like that. I'm a thumbs down on that. Why is that? I think, like, I don't know. I, I think you've got a, not a very compelling evil here. I don't I don't understand his motivations. His motivations are to watch the world turn to ice. Yeah, see, I'm not seeing it. I mean, that's what it is, though. He sort of exists because he has to. It's one of those things where, like, why would people talk about it so much? Why would it be? Because you see throughout the whole show that, like, all of the stories are true. Right. Like, all the legends, Talos. all the monster stories are true. Like... He exists because, basically because he says, they say he does, does. Like, why would people worry about the long night if it didn't exist? But this was like a prophesied future event, not like... It was a prophesied future event that made its way into folklore. How would he have won this night? If he killed all the potential throne candidates? If he killed everyone. Oh, so he just wants all the people to die. All of them, yeah. Everybody. The whole world. He wants the whole world to march with him. Oh, and he only has an army of, of the dead, dead folks. Yeah. yeah, he has to die to be turned. They're zombies. Right. Yeah, they're literally zombies. We gotta get some... I don't feel like we've done a good job of being humorous in this episode we gotta get some humor in here all right do you have a toothpaste and orange juice i, s- I don't though is the problem let me let me see, see if, if I, can I can write up a joke real quick see if i can dredge up a toothpaste and orange juice see the thing is like i don't have a toothpaste and orange juice i had a wonderful weekend like full of interactions with kind people well let me run to the restroom real quick okay and see if i can drum up a joke let me go on twitter and become angry at something okay monsieur uh, hello 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 do you have a joke I don't know, man. I tried to like, so I tried to come up with toothpaste and orange juice. Here's the problem. Like, all I can think about is Avengers Endgame. And it just makes me so happy. (laughs) I know. I was thinking about that. Okay, so I just took a brief, brief uh, little potty break. And I saw somebody, uh, Rotten Tomatoes posted a thing about see where Avengers Endgame ranks with the greatest superhero movies of all time. And so to me, the conversation immediately goes, okay, there's there's only one other competitor for greatest superhero movie of all time. Right. And it's the Dark Knight. Yeah, correct. And with event, like, and I, I will not hear your arguments otherwise. It's not into the Spider-Verse. It's not Spider-Man 2. It's not Infinity War. It's not Ragnarok. Nothing comes close. Correct. Well, I mean, it, it can just, it could never be Infinity War because this is so much better than Infinity War. Right, right. And I, listen, I love Infinity War. I love, 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 love that movie. I will probably watch it again before the week is over. 
But when it comes to the conversation of, is it the Dark Knight or is it Endgame? We have truly reached a plateau of, I'm not even going to choose. I would never dare say one of those was better than the other. Fair. We did though. No, is the Dark Knight on this year's? Yeah. Oh. I mean, if you were to if you were to ask me to put those two movies next to each other today, I'd be like Endgame because it's still in theaters and I can only see it in the best possible way to see it. But ask me two years. From I'll now. tell you because it is it is. I'll tell you why I I, I take Endgame over the Dark Knight. Because Endgame right now stands a chance of being, and, and obviously will be, the number one best-selling movie ever. Which yeah. means that we get a truly amazing film as the number one best-selling movie ever, instead of Avatar. I think Avatar's a great film. I don't know that, it, I agree with you that it's not worthy of number one all right, time. number one all, that, that's the thing, it's like, it, it was a fluke. Right. It was, I mean, it did it, it extremely well in, in the Asian markets, and that's why it's, it is where it is. I mean, I think you and I uh, saw it together five times, so we didn't help. <laughs> right, and I I I loved Avatar oh. when it was in theaters, and that's and, and one of the big problems with Avatar that people don't understand is that the the theater experience of seeing Avatar in two thousand seven is so much more important. was yeah is is unlike anything that had ever come right before. as soon as you watch it on the small screen it's ruined right it's like it's like oh yeah it's a he's a fish out of water thing and he meets the girl like and nobody you're like cares. oh my god it's a 3d movie it's it's huge right. it's beautiful it's got cgi like never been done before and then you watch it now and you're like it just looks all right 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 i mean you know i was pretty good for 07 i guess it doesn't hold up as well you, as jurassic park right <laughs> But you don't remember what it was like in 2007. I remember what it was like in 2007. That doesn't make me, like, want to watch it all the time. Anyway. No. Um, so that would be my argument for Dark Knight, or for Endgame over Dark Knight, is just because it has the chance to be everything that, like, to, to claim that, like, an MCU movie is the best-selling movie ever. Like, if you'd, if you'd have told me that in 2008, I would have been like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. We'll see yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Iron Man? Okay, whatever. But yeah, no, I, like, I tried to go on Twitter. I was like, I can, I can do this. I can, Twitter will make me mad. It can irritate. The youth, if, if there's one thing I can count on, the youth can irritate me right now. But, like, right. I literally opened, and I saw a pic, the first thing I saw was a picture of a girl who had her guinea pigs dressed as Captain Marvel and Spider-Man. Oh, I love it. And I was just like, I can't, like, there's no way I can be upset about anything right now. It was just a, it was, it was a, it's a guinea pig and it had, he, she, she gave it like a comb over. That's funny. Yeah, I'll have to. That's funny. And then I immediately lost, like, Twitter did the thing where it was like, okay, we're going to show you this for a second and then boom, refresh. And right. it's gone forever. Refresh, top tweets first. And now it's gone forever um, and I can't even find the picture anymore. Um, I, I will say this. Avengers Endgame was better than The Long Night. It was better than one single episode of a TV show? Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it cost, I don't it cost know. $350 I speak, million. Dollars. I can't speak. for Listen, this episode was probably better than like Pirates 4, if memory serves correctly. Correct. But like, and uh, that shouldn't be the case. <laughs> Uh, if memory serves, I don't know where I'm going with this. Cause that was, that was my thing with uh, pirates Four. uh, I've seen some people out there that are like, Oh, the long night was better than end game. And like, listen, if you think that that's totally fine, this is an amazing piece of art. That just says you, you're way like, more into game of Thrones than Marvel. And they came out in the same way. Like, right. You are way more into game of Thrones than I am into Marvel. And I am way more into Marvel than I am this show. I don't even watch. Right. And I, like, I watch. Series, I watch both of them. Like I've been watching both of them for pretty much the same amount of time. Close. I do think it's important. Uh, I've I've watched all the MCU movies as they came out in theaters, with the exception of I think The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I missed three or four. But I was not invested the way that we are now, really. And no, until we had the show. Until yeah, until 
probably phase three or until we had the show. Yeah, not even in phase three. Because when I saw Doctor Strange on Netflix, I was like, this is all right. Right. Uh, and then we started the show right. and so, like, Thor Ragnarok came out immediately after that. And that was just like the only spark I needed to love the MCU. Right. I was actually just looking through our old documents and it's like, we watched, uh, I mean, you know, if you go back through our old episodes, you can see the order we did it in. But like the Thor Ragnarok bonus episode is like the fifth episode of our show. Yeah, it's like the fifth or sixth. I think it came before. It definitely came before we did Dark World. Yeah. Because I had never seen Dark World. And I remember the, the like, the question was, do I bother watching Dark World, like, this week to catch up? And then again in, like, a week and a half? Because right. at that point, at that point in my life, like, the $3 to rent it, like, hurt. Yeah. Which is which is an exciting thing I can announce is that when I need to rent movies for this show, I just do it. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're both in a little bit better of that position. Uh, yeah, uh, the the lovely people that, that support our show on Patreon paid for us to go see Avengers Endgame. Yes, you did. They Thank paid for me so to see much. it twice. You will likely pay for me to see it three or four or seven. Yeah, you've already times. paid for me to see it twice. And the lovely people that donate to the Super Carlin Brothers on Patreon pay for me to see it once. Right. Um, which thank you super Colin brothers for everything you did. We gotta be funny though. I'm sitting there like, cause we just, we did, did like an hour and 15 minutes of like deep dive into game of Thrones. Well, which is I good. Think I told some jokes. In I there. mean, but yeah, I just like, we didn't, I don't know. I just don't feel like we're being funny right now. Like last, last week we were funny. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a funny guy. That's the thing. <laughs> I'll tell you what's I really can, been bugging I can me hear, lately. I don't know if I it's... can hear the messages of people on Thursday listening to this. Just the messages slamming into Discord. Just like, Tyler, how dare you, woke Barbie? <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. I'm not a funny guy. Um, here's If you want to know something that's been bothering me lately, and it's like, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that it bothers me, Ethan. Okay. Where I work, my day job, super exciting. I got a new day job. I love, love my day job. That's weird because it sounds Which, like you're about to complain about it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually going to complain. I'll, it'll make okay. sense. I love my new job. I love everybody that I work with. There are like listeners of our show that I walked in and met on my first day. Uh, there are just the nicest people in the world, a bunch of big MCU fans, a bunch of big Harry Potter fans, uh, and everyone is super nice, and I, I love the product. I love what we do. I, I believe in all of it. So I'm very excited about my new job. We have this thing where if we hit our sales goal every month, we get to dress casual for the next month. So, or like business, like college shirt and jeans, like as business casual as you can get. Not, not even tucked into your jeans. Yeah. Cause that's the worst look ever. What? Like polo shirt tucked into jeans. Oh, I don't hate anything polo shirt tucked, tucked into, into jeans. jeans it just, it's a bad look. I'm, I, you, that's, listen, that's, I'm a, a guy. that's a way to go really quick from like, I'm a casual business guy to like, I'm a cowboy. No, I'm a dad. That's what I look like. Because everybody I work with wears tennis shoes. Because that's like what we do. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make tennis shoe inserts. Well, we make shoe inserts all together. But um, so. <laughs> shoe inserts for like the active person though. No. No, really? we do dress. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine putting inserts uh, in my dress shoes. They're a little bit different. I'm just like, I'm never standing that much in dress shoes. It's more of a, like, it's a, it's a prescription. It's gotcha. not just like a comfy insole. Gotcha. Um, but anyway. Every month we have this contest, and if we don't make the contest, we have to dress business the next month. Like, shirt and tie. And we no, nobody's customer-facing. You are not... If you are a purchaser of our product, you are not even allowed in our building. You have to wear a shirt and tie because you're here to do work. And that's what people who do work in this part of the building wear. Now, we have hit our goal as long as I've been there, which hasn't even been a month. And we've got it for next month. I am so dreading 
the day where I have to wear a shirt and tie to work. And I'm so mad about it because I've always been a huge proponent of like, listen, I'm here for business dress. I think a nice pair of chinos. I was going to say you are going hard back on your your pre, your former statements about clothing. <laughs> listen, I've worked a lot of jobs where I had to wear a shirt and tie. It has never particularly bothered me. A lot of guys will say things like, oh, if you wear a tie, it chokes you. No, it doesn't. If you wear an ill-fitting shirt, it chokes you. The tie shouldn't be tight on your neck at all. But I get it. I have ill-fitting shirts. I've been there. But like, I don't want to have to do it, Ethan. The thing is, is like wearing a polo shirt to work is such like a mind-blowing concept to me. I didn't even wear polo shirts for a long time because I got a weird body for polo shirts, but I bought some nice ones and I love it. I love wearing a polo shirt to work. I And like part of our thing is that we can like work out during the day to get like our insurance paid for, which is amazeballs. And if I wear a shirt and tie, that's going to be miserable in like the 95 degree heat because we can work out, we can like walk on the treadmill in the company gym, which is fine. Or you can go outside and walk laps on the concrete and blacktop in the parking lot, which lately I have been doing because it's amazing outside. Yeah. But when it gets to be like 112 degrees and I don't want to be on a treadmill with a shirt and tie on. I think you just bring a change of clothes. But you do it like during lunch. You don't have to walk a mile. So if you have an hour lunch and you stay on campus, walking a mile takes like 12 minutes. That's fair. Still, like I would just like go into the bathroom, put on some, if I have a lunch hour, yeah, and that was my goal. I would just go into the bathroom, change clothes, walk my mile, go back into the bathroom, change clothes again. And then you would eat your Philly cheesesteak. No, I'd eat my Philly cheesesteak in my sweat garb. (laughs) (laughs) And we do have a gym and we do have showers there. And Emily and I both work there and she works a slightly offset schedule for me. So I have to usually get there like an hour early anyway. So I just go into the gym, work out and then shower and change. And then I don't have to do it on my lunch. Right. Um, I remember that there was a time where you were like, if we ever do this full time, you know, it's, it's, it's business attire at the office for like our professional podcaster job. And I was just sitting there like, yeah, you say that, but I'm I'm 50% of this company. Listen, I will. If we ever do this full time, if this is ever our profession, I will likely wear at least a collared shirt probably four out of five days a week. I mean, that's your prerogative. That That's me. I, I don't think I could make you do it. I think I, I would feel weird coming to work in like a tank top and shorts. That would be like, that would, that would blow my mind. I would mind. not feel weird coming to my podcast job in a t-shirt and jeans. Would you wear, would you wear pants every day though? Uh, probably. I'll tell you, that's one thing. You talk to these kids about school dress codes and they all complain about the dress codes. And like, I get it. They don't make clothes for people your size that comply with these school dress codes. But, like, grown people have no problem complying with these school dress codes. I never see no, 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 men or no, women because all the time, like, I have, I have both shorts and tank tops that do not comply with the high school dress code. Right, but you wouldn't wear them to work. And at school, you're at work. No, I disagree with that entirely. I, 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 I disagree with that statement entirely. I don't think that, like, you should have to dress business casual for, for school. I think, I here's what I think. I don't know that, like, I have a, a strong opinion on the dress codes. I don't know enough about it to care. And I've been out of high school for eight years. But I agree with you that you shouldn't have to dress business casual to school. And if you're going to do the dress code the way it sounds like it's being run, then just say you have to dress business casual at school. Right. It's like you got to wear like below the knee shorts and And a a polo shirt. Yeah. But like, that's the thing is like in college, I went to class plenty of times in like sweatpants and a hoodie. Right. And it did not change the way I was educated whatsoever. I, I mean... So that's always the argument. They're like, well, if you let kids dress however they want, if you let kids wear shorter than knee length shorts, they're going to like do worse in school. Oh, I thought it was you were going to distract the other students. Yeah, but that, the, the longer you start thinking about that reasoning, the creepier it gets. Oh, 100%. 
Especially if you say things like you're going to distract the male faculty. Right. Like, whoa. But like, that's the argument with like business clothes at a non-customer facing job is like, you got to wear work clothes because you're at work. This is how work dresses, which is such, to me, that's such like an outdated, like our parents' generation idea. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like even the first company I worked for, Enterprise, for 50 years had a, you wear a white shirt and tie to work every single day. And every other week on Friday, you can wear a blue shirt and tie. Right. That's so. occasionally on weekends, you can wear a polo. That's so wild to me because like Enterprise is a like, we have a uniform job in my mind. It's like you walk into Enterprise and and there's people wearing Enterprise polo shirts. I felt the same way about State Farm and I never once saw you in a State Farm polo. I wasn't allowed to wear them. Right. That's the thing is like, I I think that those things are so, and, and I work for a small business, granted, but I think those things are so wild. I do too. And the crazy thing was like a few years ago, shortly after I left Enterprise, there was a post on LinkedIn. Now we're talking business. Man, we went from let's tell jokes to let's talk like white collar business. But anyway, there was a post on LinkedIn about Enterprise did away with the tie, but they still have to wear a white shirt. So I went in there not too long ago to buy a car uh, because I needed a new oh, car. Oh God, there's kid. nothing worse than a grown man in black pants and an unbuttoned at the neck white shirt. Unbuttoned at the neck shirt, you're supposed to wear a tie. If your shirt, if the size of your shirt is a number or series of numbers, you either wear a tie with it or you wear a different shirt. Yeah. Or blazer. I'll take yeah. a blazer. Yeah, if you, if you have a collar that, like, buttons down so you're not, like, collaring all over the place, then you're good. Oh, yeah, like a button-down yeah. collar, even on a side, on a fitted shirt. Right, it's like fine. Oxford cloth button-down, then you're good. Right, but when you're wearing, like, a dry-clean-only yeah. shirt... <laughs> That's the real... Yeah, for and sure, it's dry-clean-only. It's supposed to have a tie with it. And granted, right. I broke that rule all the time because I worked at a place where I didn't have to wear a tie, but I did have to wear a collared shirt. Right. I don't even have to tuck in my collared shirts at my job. It's amazing. But, like, the only time I ever wore a white shirt was either, like under a sweater or with a tie. See, now I am I am to this day when it comes to business attire and Enterprise just drilled this into me. I don't think you could change it. Uh, I'm a firm believer in the either white or blue shirt. I had shirts of many colors, but mostly I wore blue shirts. I'm a firm believer in a blue shirt. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think with a tie, you, you really need to look at your pattern if you're going to do a pattern. And if you wear one of the like tie and shirt sets that come from JCPenney in like Dwight yellow or pink or brown, you look bad. You, me, in the mirror. Is yeah, I didn't. About. I didn't do that though. Like, no, I had, I'm, I'm not I talking had more to you. fashion sense than that. I wore outfits right. that made sense. Right. I know. I remember. I'd seen you go to work. But like, I had. I had I wore pink shirts. I wore yellow shirts. I wore blue shirts. I wore. Uh, I don't know that there's a yellow shirt that looks good. That might be me. It might be my prejudice. I wasn't wearing there. like like mustard yellow. Okay. It's like a pale yellow. I don't know. Usually Anytime with like I some blue pants. Shirt, I think a mustard. Um, I don't know. But I didn't. I didn't have like a color code for my shirts. I just had to wear a shirt with a collar. Sometimes I wore polo shirts. Tucked into dress pants. You got to be careful with the dress pants you wear with your tucked in polo shirt too. If you wear like a tucked in polo shirt into your suit pants and think I can't, oh, I don't tell, wear my suit pants without yourself. my suit no, jacket. No, I, I know like... I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking I'm just about saying, like Verizon yeah, like... Wireless employee B. I can tell. Right. Right. Don't don't buy suit pants for your uniform. Right. <laughs> I get that you had to do it like you're new here. I'm with it. You don't want to spend your money on just clothes. You don't know how long you're going to be buy here. Buy a pair of black pants. But it is, it is like if, if you think you're going to be at this company for more than a year, it is okay to invest in clothes that you can wear to work. <laughs> right. For sure. I, this was a weird conversation topic to get in on. Because you don't go to work? Sure. What do you wear to your photography job? Whatever I'm wearing. Whatever you're wearing. Yep. What is, what is the Ethan wardrobe now? Are you typically like a t-shirt shorts guy? Are you like a... It depends entirely on the weather right now. We're at that part of the year where like it could be jeans and a hoodie or it could be a t-shirt and a shorts. 
But it is, is it ever like a golf shirt or a polo shirt? Rarely. Rarely, okay. Because I know when I go back to work, I'm going to be stuck there. Right. Unless I can make it as a creative. Is that the goal? Are you trying to make it as a creative? I mean, obviously, that's what yeah, we're doing. Yeah, right I'm now, not, not like... trying to make it as a creative. <laughs> I'm not hanging my hat on it, but I'm also not going to be mad if it happens. Right. Um. All right, well, let's let's wrap up then. <laughs> oh my gosh, we made it further than I thought. Yeah. Let's wrap it yeah, up. let's wrap it up. Where does this go on our big boy? It doesn't go on our big board. It doesn't go on the big board. As far as TV show episodes we've reviewed, <laughs> number this is number one. one. Yeah. Number one and only one. Uh, of course, I'm sure that we're going to get DMs that are like, actually, in episode 14, nope, that's the Ben episode, in episode uh, like 20, you guys talked about a random episode of SpongeBob that you said was the greatest episode of television ever. Right. And you know what? Probably. <laughs> I can think of a few episodes of SpongeBob better than this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a giraffe. Like I said, this is the second worst rated episode of the entire series. There is only one rotten episode of Game of Thrones. And it's that yep. one. Unbowed, unbent, unbroken is what that one's called. Well, let's let's rate the, uh, what, what's our breakfast food here? What does this movie think of, what, what do you think of as a breakfast food when you watch this episode of television? Uh... I don't know, because it make it's the breakfast you didn't think you were gonna ever get to have again. Oh, it's a bran muffin. <laughs> or like raisin bran. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bran Stark. Are you kidding there me? There was a whole season without Bran Stark, fun fact. A whole season. Really? Yeah, he just wasn't there. Raisin Bran Stark? Yeah. And then he was significantly older when he came back. Is it the same actor? Yeah, it's been the it same is, actor right? the whole time. Okay. I was convinced, this is a fun fact about me. Uh when Prisoner of Azkaban came back came out, I was like that's a different Draco Malfoy. It's not. I was convinced that Draco was like a different actor in pretty much every movie. <laughs> it's not. Of course, like when you watch back now, it's like, oh yeah, that's Tom Felton as a child, as an adolescent, and as a young adult, obviously. And but, as like a 20-something year old man. <laughs> right. But, you know, to, to me growing up, I was like, it's a different haircut. It's a different guy. No doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They did play fast and loose with the hair in that series. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Um, all right, it can, it can be Raisin Bran Crunch. Raisin Bran Crunch. That's it. That's it right there. Um, the villain ranking, I don't know. I feel like a Lolan Darth Maul. Ice fighting is a great combo. Um, very bad against, well, no, I mean, it doesn't really have any natural weaknesses, does it? Uh, yeah, Valyrian Steel. Is Steel good against ice fighting? I don't know. Ice fighting type. Let's find out. Not Bubblepedia. I need Cerebi. I don't think I'm going to get it. All right. Is Cerebi.net still in existence? Are you kidding me? If Cerebi were to go away, I would cry. I haven't. I don't think there are any ice fighting. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Oh, here we go. Crabonable. Crabominable. Sure. Is that really the only one? Uh... That's the first one I came to. What are your weaknesses? Two times to fighting, two times to flying, two times to steel, two times to fire, two times to psychic, and two times to fairy. So really, I mean, we're kind of onto something here. Yeah, it's weak. We against steel. We against steel and fire. Oh yeah, that's the other way you can kill him is by burning him. She burned him with a dragon. Well, maybe not him, but you can kill the whites like that. Yeah. Can you kill them with psychic energy or flying energy? I guess the dragon counts. You can also punch them and you can fairy them. There are no fairies. Actually, there are. All right. <laughs> And they were pretty effective. Well, there they're you like, go. They're like there dryads, it, like gentlemen. woodland nymphs. That's that's pretty much how I would describe them here. It is the only fi fighting ice Pokemon. In case they all curious. look like Celebi. I'm more of a Jirachi type. Chilomarachi. Chilomarachi. That picture Aha. will be linked in the description of this episode. Do you, do you have, have it? it? Hashtag chill. <laughs> Uh, it's it's on my desktop. Is it really? Yeah. You've been holding on to yeah. it? Yeah. I found it. A after you deleted it, I found that I had already downloaded it. Lucky you. Lucky yep. you. Next week, we're covering Pokemon the first movie? Shut up, man. I'm totally hood. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> 
It's so it's bad. Going to Discord right um, now. Next week is is Pokemon the first movie. The week following is Detective Pikachu. Chikapoo. Now, Detective Pikachu is not a big enough release that it warrants Ethan and I releasing an episode on Saturday. So it will come out in the middle of the week, and we will not be doing a TV episode yeah. following it, which appears to be the new format. For, for giant I don't know what TV sh- Right. I don't know what TV show will be big come December, but our next release on Saturday movie will probably be Star Wars Episode Nine, Or even earlier. What would come before that? Far from home. No, I just mean if we released early, we oh, oh, might yeah, be able yeah, to like yeah. release on Friday. Right. Just depends upon how our schedules right. look around that time. Which could be literally anything. Tyler will have an infant. Right. A, a, my infant a potentially like, six-month-old. Right. My infant might be like, you're not watching Star Wars at all, period. Because I'm in the hospital, which makes me sad to think about. Yeah, that so, took a turn. Yeah. I'm constantly worried about this baby. They say all you do when you have kids is you worry. So that's all I do. Welcome to right, my Right, but life. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry in child. April that your unborn child is going to be in the hospital in December. I know, because I really do want to see Star Like, Wars. you've got a lot of battle between then. I'm very excited. Baby's doing great. Four months yesterday until the baby is born. Dang. If it's born, like, on That's the day. bonkers. I'm cheering for. I like the date, August 29. That's Cousin Rachel's birthday, right? Rachel's and Matt and Ryan's. And I don't know them. It's Rachel's brothers. I know who they are, but I don't know them. I do. Right, but I, I nor the listeners do not. They might listen. I think you're missing the point. Like, Rach is in our Discord. <laughs> She's like a fan. Additionally, additionally, just so you know, additionally, August 29th birthdays, uh, Michael Jackson, Liam Payne, Liam Michelle. Uh, those are the only names here I Who know. Who is Liam Michelle? She was on Glee. Mm. She was Rachel. She was the main character. Okay. John McCain is an American hero. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's finish up here. I'm, I'm ready for you. You got any final thoughts? Uh, this is a cool thing that they made. This is a neat little piece of cinema that they put together. I liked reviewing a TV episode. It is is way way shorter than a movie yes i've watched it twice now i mean it's it's as long as emperor's new groove i think it's longer is i mean the the like file is longer i'm at an hour and 17 minutes and he's about to get stabbed yeah it's isn't an hour and 17 minutes how long emperor's new groove is yes but the file starts with like four minutes of previews and there's 1844 left on this video but there's a lot of again HBO well, the, the listed runtime for the episode is an hour and 20 minutes. Okay. Emperor's New Groove is the shortest film in history. I mean, I know it's not. It's not. Oh, she does stab him in the heart. Fun fact. Just watch it happen again. Is it in the heart? It is That makes heart. sense. I mean. That's a reasonable place to Be kind of a stabbed, weird yeah. flex to do it somewhere else. Right. Cool. All right. Well, um, that's that. We did an episode of Game of Thrones, which is a wild thing to have done. You know, I just want to try different things with this podcast. Sometimes I don't think the podcast has gotten stale by any means, but I do just, I want, I want to remind myself that this thing that we create is our thing that we create. We don't have to follow the formula. We don't have like a boss. We have a, an audience that wants to hear us jabber on about movies. Yes. And we are not going to stop talking about movies, but we will... We will occasionally try new things like this, and maybe unlike this. Who knows? Maybe we'll do just a strictly comedy episode, which would be a lot of material to write. Yeah, unless we were... Without, like, a prompt. Yeah, unless I was going to say, we had something to riff on. Right. (laughs) Be, like, a lot of jokes. Takes Kevin Hart two years to write an hour. We have two hours, and he's the best comedian in the world, by the numbers. Um, cool. Anyway, did an episode of Game of Thrones. Thank you for listening. Uh... You can find us on the internet all over the freaking place, mostly at Bacon and Eggs Pod. If you want to get at us, that's the best way to do it on Twitter and or Instagram. You can also join our Facebook group 
at facebook.com slash group ID slash some ungodly link. Uh, but you can find it in the description below and hit join and we'll put you in there. You talk whatever you want except for mean stuff. Yeah, and don't spoil Endgame just yet. Yeah, no I mean, bummers. Yeah. Um, you can probably spoil Game of Thrones. Nobody seems to care about Game of Thrones spoilers. They're just out there. Yeah, no, Game of Thrones people like are cutthroat about it. They're just like, I'm going to be the first person to spoil it. Right. I saw it on the TV. Granted, I filmed it with my phone. It also phone. has a, it has a much now. shorter shelf life. Like there yes. will be a new one in five days. Right. Um, yeah, join us on the things. Also, I've received a lot more direct messages in the past few weeks. Feel free to continue yeah, to direct message. I'm it. I read all of your messages. I don't always respond to all of them, but I do read all of them, and I try to respond to all of them. Uh, some of you send me, like, books worth of questions, which I would love to answer. I just need, like, time to sit down and do so. And I've got all those still I'll try sitting to, in my I, inbox. It, I will also try to look at the Bacon and Eggs accounts, the direct messages more frequently since we've been getting a lot more of them recently. In the past, it's like, hey, I had a question about the show. And I'm like, okay, that's, well, that's Tyler's, like, job here it's like i'm not gonna like i'm right. not gonna read it and respond like for him but i will try to i'll try to get involved in those conversations as well and you can just also dm me at wow now on twitter or at bacon and ethan on instagram really need to get that at from seamus change things over i've been thinking about that he's asked you like recently, i know i know like when i know but i was like i was like sitting down to do something when he said that i think i was like about to go see endgame with you oh i love endgame um so i was like well i, I can't do it right now because i'm about to go see a movie so i need right. to get with him and get that um but he's asleep at the moment correct <laughs> in all likelihood quick question is somebody else going to put on this uh necklace and become the Demon Witch King. Who knows? Queen. Who knows? It was certainly like a drop the necklace, hold shot, hold Duh. shot, do something else. I know. It just happened on my screen. Yeah, That's I have no idea. It's entirely possible. We'll see. And I mean, do you want me to keep you updated with what happens? I'm probably just going to watch the next two two or three episodes. You should just watch the whole show. I don't have time. Just do, just, just start however and finish it whenever. You're not, you don't have to rush through it. We'll see. Like, remember, people we'll did see. used to watch shows one episode a week. I know. Can you imagine watching Lost one episode a week? No. No, I can't. I started watching Bill Hader new show and i'm like done with it <laughs> it's like uh that's it's like people love that it's show. like 14 so far 20 minute episodes oh yeah which is a youtube series nothing man. yeah shane dawson's putting out more content like they just kept auto playing and i was just like oh man i'm like halfway done with the season i did that with uh, mozart in the jungle one night i watched the whole season and then i like went to class <laughs> Nice. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. So yeah, DM us with your thoughts on the show, on this TV show that we reviewed, on Endgame, on literally whatever. We're here for you. Uh, or you can join Discord and get us there. That's $3 a month or $36 a year. You can't pay annually. It's just, that's what it adds up to. Um, and yeah, you can join the Discord for $3 a month and get conversation there. There's lots of lovely people that would love to talk to you at all times of day, always, about Adventures Endgame. Yeah, yeah, um, they're there. Anyway, I think that's it. We've got graphics from Vaishon Brandon at graphite.vmb on Instagram and music by the lovely Andrew Scott Bell Ooh. at Andrew Scott Bell on Twitter and Instagram. Also, Vaishon's lovely as well. I don't know why I always say Andy is lovely and Vaishon is not. They're both incredibly lovely people. Very easy to work with. Also, if you need, like, we, we shout them out because if you need their services, they're like, like, this show doesn't make so much money that i think that you couldn't afford them they are very reasonably priced and they would be more than happy to help they need your also, business they want your business i'm always nervous to talk about andy because like he's like an award-winning composer and definitely like put in great work for us and i always just like somehow manage to fortnite up his at like his information yeah you do and then we yeah. get or like one time it was like oh the description links to somebody else's page for some reason but like it is his link and i'm just it's like and he he Messaging me and just like, hey, not a problem. And I'm like, but it's a problem. I feel like it's You're a mad. problem. You're, You're mad. mad at me. You're going to hate me I've forever. I've slighted you. And he's our fraternity brother. And he's just like, the nicest guy one of the ever. Nicest yeah, seriously. I know. Anyway. 
Um, I think that's it. I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. And until next week, Arrivederci. Arya Starkchi. I can say it too, Ethan. <laughs>